During the last three to four years, there's been a seismic shift in world affairs. Most notably, two wars have started that have engulfed most of the leading nations of the world. Of course, I'm speaking about the wars in Ukraine and Israel. Billions and billions of dollars have been spent. Who knows how many lives have been lost, and no one seems interested in coming to any kind of peace agreement. The United States is actively involved in both of these wars. While it has no boots on the ground, it is actively involved. And as you listen to news reports and commentators from around the world, the leader of the West, as the United States is often referred to, is calling a lot of the shots in these conflicts. The U.S. superpower is still the de facto leader of the world today. It is intimately involved in the affairs of Ukraine and Israel, as well as all of the NATO nations of Europe. Make no mistake about it, we are in a proxy war with Russia and the Middle Eastern Islamic nations, like Iran, which are united against Israel. These wars are moving the world into new directions and new alliances. They threaten the existence of planet Earth as talk of nuclear attacks emerge. Many times people ask, where is America in the Bible? It's the most powerful nation ever. Where is it? Well, it is there. The United States and Britain are noted in the Bible. What we see as emerging alliances in the world are mentioned in the Bible too. In the end time, just before the return of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who will come to save the world from complete annihilation, the Bible is clear on what the world order will look like. Did you know that? The Bible is the truth of God. It contains the way of life that leads to peace, joy, harmony, and abundance for all mankind. No government of man can do that. It also contains prophecies of what will happen because God specifically says he will do nothing unless he reveals his secrets to his servants. His word is sure. Every prophecy in the Bible has been proven to be true. You can check that out for yourself. And in a remarkable prophecy for the end time, found at the end of the 11th chapter of Daniel, we see the world order before the return of Jesus Christ laid out for us in detail. Let's look at that prophecy that was recorded some 2,500 years ago. In Daniel 11, we are introduced to three kingdoms or kings that are extant in the world at the end time. They are the coming new world order. Let's read Daniel 11, beginning in verse 40. At the time of the end, the king of the south shall attack him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind. Let me pause for a moment. The Bible is written from a perspective of Jerusalem. So when we speak of north and south, Jerusalem is the reference point. The king of the north, then, would be those areas north of Jerusalem. This would have been like the Roman Empire of old, or we might correlate these nations to NATO today. Today they are in alliance, in concert with the United States, in a war against Russia. They are referred to as the West today. By comparison, we have the King of the South. These would be the nations to the south of Jerusalem. They're primarily the Islamic nations. You hear the names of many as you listen to the news today as they're in conflict with Israel. The kings of the south would include nations like Yemen, Qatar, Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, 
and others like Egypt and Jordan who aren't in this current conflict but are part of that region. You hear of some of the tribes of that area too, like Palestinians and Hamas, Hezbollah, Houthis, and others. And let's throw Turkey into the mix as well, as they are a Muslim country and the leader of that nation is vacillating between his support of NATO or the Middle East. The area of the South is basically the old Ottoman Empire, and you may remember that Turkey was prominent in that empire. So the book of Daniel outlines for us how the end-time king of the north will go to war with the king of the south. Going back to Daniel 11, there are two things to take note of. One, we are talking literal kings. The Bible foretells the time of a mighty king in Europe who will be a cruel dictator and will expect people to live his way. He is prominent in the book of Revelation as well. So going, looking at verse 40 again, at the time of the end, the king of the south will attack the king of the north. Let's look at the word attack for a moment. This word in the Hebrew indicates he will push at the king of the north or gore at him. This is representative of not typical warfare, but it is typical of the Middle East style of fighting with terror and other unorthodox means of attack. Not a disciplined army style of fighting like we see in many wars today. With the Muslim population now living in Europe because of their immigration policies, the threat of terrorism in those nations just might provide the catalyst for this march of the king of the north against the lands of the south. But notice how things do not bode well for the south when it pushes against the king of the north. Going back to Daniel 11. And the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind, with chariots, horsemen, and with many ships. And he shall enter the countries, overwhelm them, and pass through. He shall also enter the glorious land. Today we know that land as Israel and Jerusalem. And many countries shall be overthrown, but these shall escape from his hand. Edom, Moab, and the prominent people of Ammon. Today, these are the nations of the Middle East. Ammon, for example, is similar to Amman, the capital of Jordan, and Bible scholars all identify Moab as modern-day Jordan. Let's go back to Daniel 11, verse 42. He, the king of the north, shall stretch out his hand against the countries, and the land of Egypt will not escape. He shall have power over the treasures of gold and silver and over all the precious things of Egypt, also, the Libyans and Ethiopians will follow at his heels. Daniel shows how the king of the north will overtake the king of the south, those Muslim areas, and crush them. And note the leader of the king of the north will be in Jerusalem. Christ himself speaks of that time, of the end times, when he says, when you see the army surrounding Jerusalem, flee. Daniel 11, verse 44. But news from the east and the north shall trouble the king of the north. Therefore, he shall go out with great fury to destroy and annihilate many. Ah, where is this third power of the north and east that troubles the king of the north? We have the major nations of Russia, China, North Korea, and others. These are nations that today we see developing a stronger alliance as a result of the Ukraine war. 
Indeed, the world order is changing, and it will continue to emerge with these three forces, north, south, and east, in play at the time of the end. Europe defeats the Middle East, then the Eastern Bloc, Russia and China, get involved. You have a world at war. North, south, and east. But where is the West, the main superpower today, the United States? Now, where is the little nation of Israel? The United States, you will note, is nowhere to be seen in this end time prophecy. The West is nowhere to be seen in this prophecy. It has disappeared from the world scene, as has Israel, which is now overwhelmed and occupied by the king of the north when he defeats the king of the south. Where is America? Where is the West? It's notably nowhere mentioned at the end time. This global superpower is absent, having fallen. The Bible does foretell the fall of America elsewhere, but that's a subject for another time. The world at the end time is ruled by an autocratic, domineering monarchy with a cruel leader and a religion that is unique in its origins. Again, these prophecies parallel those recorded in the book of Revelation, which we discussed a few episodes ago. As you look at the world then before the return of Jesus Christ, it looks hopeless under this regime. But there is always hope with God. He is in control, and he will send Christ to save the world from complete destruction. Notice Daniel 11, verse 45. It says, And he, the king of the north, shall plant the tents of his palace between the seas and the glorious holy mountain. Yet he shall come to his end, and no one will help him. The king of the north, the powerful leader out of Europe, will come to his end when Christ returns and conquers the nations and becomes king of kings. He, Jesus Christ, will usher in a time of peace, tranquility, abundance, and joy for all nations of the world. He died so that all sins could be forgiven, and he will return a second time to earth as prophesied to establish his kingdom, which will last forever and ever. Do you want to be a part of that kingdom? Christ died so that you could have eternal life, but you must accept his sacrifice. Christ says if you accept him and his sacrifice that you must repent and turn to him. That means doing things his way, not the ways of the world, knowing him, knowing what he taught. If you go to a mainstream Christian church, they are likely not teaching you accurately what Jesus Christ taught and they are misleading you as they change the laws and way of the Bible and God and embrace a morality that is contrary to the Bible and what Jesus Christ said. Dark days are coming for America. You can be delivered through these times, but you must take heed and turn to God. Through this message, you have been warned. These prophecies are sure, and they will happen. Mark these prophecies, and you will possibly see them unfold before your very eyes in your lifetime. We are here to help, teach, and warn, just as Christ commissioned his church to do. You can reach us and learn much more at ucg.org.